the vice president met with the CEOs of the major cruise ship companies yesterday. And uh, they are coming up with a plan within 72 hours of that meeting. The plan will be in place by that time. But I don't, I don't want to uh, preview the plan right now. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Can you hear us? Yeah. John and I are sharing a. We're sharing a. We're sharing a personal space of earbuds. You're hearing earbuds. Our faces okay. are right beside each other. Yeah. So if either one of us has coronavirus, we oh. both have it now. Well, yeah. But why would either one of us have coronavirus? Yeah. Okay, we're at the port. Uh, we're about to go board the ship. I got your cruise ship dispatches. Let's go. Hi. Hello. Welcome aboard. What is this? Are your key cards? My friend, thank you. Oh, key cards. You have both of our key cards. All right. Are you sure? These are our key cards. Well, John, here we are in our stateroom. We're each lying in our little bed, and um, it's the end of our first day at sea. We've left Fort Lauderdale, and now we're we're now we're moving to the Caribbean. John, do you want to talk to them about why you bought a <laughs> box of Tic Tacs at Walgreens? Your your <laughs> Your strategy for keeping us safe from the coronavirus? Well, we had a, a little travel um, container of Purell, which we misplaced this evening. We have a big tub of Purell, but we had a little porta, little portable Purell that was going to be like in our go bag. Right. When for, we're out and about. For emergencies. Just which, for like a microblast of Purell. But now we no longer have that. And you cannot buy portable Purell anywhere in the continental United States anymore. It's all sold out. So I bought some Tic Tacs and I thought that might be the, <laughs> the perfect container to somehow squirt some Purell into that. And then we could like shake it to get right, some. But you should uh, explain you were going to empty the Tic Tacs out first. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You were like, these Tic Tacs are garbage. They're already contaminated. Just throw <laughs> them away. And I, I hate wasting food. So I was like, no, that's food. We like we have to eat them. Or distribute them or put them in a baggie or something. Right. And then John was like, now what I'm going to do is take this empty Tic Tac box, fill it with, pump a, pump it till it's filled with Purell. <laughs> and then when I need just a little dash of Purell, I'll just somehow get the Purell out of the Tic Tac box. Yeah. As if it's well, not just all going to adhere to the walls of the Tic Tac box. Yeah, it, 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 it will. But if you shake it sort of like a thing of ketchup. Right. And you'll get a little, it's not perfect, but these are not, these, these, this is an emergency. Yeah, you're right. It's not perfect, but perfect should not be the enemy of the good, especially right. when it comes to health. Right. Or making podcasts with this little, with our little thing. Recorder. This thing's about the size of a Tic Tac. You know, actually, yeah. that Tic Tac box might be a good carrying case for our recording. <laughs> okay. So we're going to go to bed and we'll post an update tomorrow. And obviously we'll keep you posted on, on John's uh, Tic Tac Purell hack. Because yeah. this might win hack of the year time of season. <laughs> okay, goodbye. I wasn't going to record anymore tonight, but I just started this damn Jack Reacher novel called Gone Tomorrow. And it's written in the first person. This is, I've never seen a Jack Reacher novel that's not written in third person omniscient. Now I'm going to be inside Jack Reacher's head while he tells his story. This fucking sucks. Sorry. This whole book I waited for, I didn't even open it because I wanted to save it for a special occasion of the cruise. Then I open it and it's like, who's who's I? I this, we this. Man, Jack Reacher is supposed to be like a narrator being like, Jack Reacher 
snapped the guy's neck in half and then and then used his folding toothbrush and put it in his pocket and kept on walking. Why does it now, matter? Because dude, Jack Reacher's supposed to be like this amazing enigma and he can only be observed and express himself on his own terms. And now he's supposed to be narrating a story. It doesn't make any sense. That's not the type of person he is. Jack Reacher's not a storyteller. He's a doer. He's a man of action. He's not a man of narrative. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I get it now. I'm screwed. This whole book is written in the first person. You want to read my book? I pulled all three phones out of my pocket and laid them on the table. Man, no one cares. You want it to be Reacher pulled all three phones out of his pocket and laid them on the table. Then he snapped 200 dudes necks. Then he kissed this pretty lady and then he left town and no one ever heard from him again. <laughs> That's Jack Reacher, man. That's how he does it. Well, he's telling you how he's doing it. <sighs> I finished my coffee and washed it down with another glass of tap water. Now, that's a classic Reacher sentence, <laughs> and the only thing that keeps it from not being perfect is it should be, Reacher finished his coffee and washed it down with another glass of tap water. Then he walked 34 miles to the post office to make sure that the stamp was still there. Then he drove a metal pipe through a bad guy's head and walked 34 <laughs> miles back to his hotel and lay down and went to sleep. Then he woke up precisely at 4.52 a.m. according to his internal alarm clock. This is the stinkiest thing that's happened all day. Well, that's it for this dispatch. A dispatch of frustration. I'm sorry for the negative energy, everybody, but I'm really disappointed in this Jack Reacher novel. <sighs> anyway, I'll talk to you later. Goodbye. This is David Reese on Election Profit Makers. Hi, everybody. It's Sunday. We're here in our in our stateroom on the cruise ship. And John just told me that although we don't have much internet here on the cruise ship, he actually watched the news. So what is going on with the election, John? I had no idea that you were watching the news today. All I learned was that Jesse Jackson has endorsed Bernie Sanders. Okay. Jesse Jackson's endorsement of Bernie, is that a... Game changer. Yeah, that's a game. You really think it's a game? Nah, the game is not changing. Do you think the game is over? I think the game is over. It's Biden. Biden mania. Joe (laughs) Mentum. Don't Biden rock mania, the Biden, Biden mania is Joe Biden has mania. Like, <laughs> like he has a like you're diagnosing your candidate. It's going to be fine. It might be OK. It might be OK, everybody. That's the joke. That's the new Joe, the new yeah. Joe Biden. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that is a uh, catchphrase. Yeah. Hey, guys, relax. It might not be a total disaster. Joe Biden 2020. Oh, my God. Is he going to pick Kamala Harris as his vice president? Would you get on that market? I would love to get on that market. Well, you can't get on any markets this week. No, I can't get on because the Wi-Fi is too spotty. We can't do any trading. No, all these, all this, I'm going to get in this market and ride these waves. What was I thinking? Yeah, I'm not going to be getting in any of those markets. I can't even see the market. This is like two master pianists being denied access to pianos, and the world is deprived of their music and their glory. And I actually open up the Twitter app and look at my old tweets from from 24 hours ago. I woke up this morning. John was looking at at frozen Twitter, like the last, his timeline right before he got on the boat and the Wi-Fi started sucking. He's like, he's so addicted to Twitter. He was like looking at like tweets and Amber from 24 hours ago and being like, oh, I never noticed this little bit of news. Right? That's correct. The last tweet on here was from Pope Hat who some of you may know, and it's at 4.54 p.m. on March the 7th. And we are now what? We're on March the 9th right now? Oh, actually, no. It's someone responding to him. 
at 5.01 p.m. And that's the that's your earliest tweet that you have saved on your phone? Yeah. And right now it's the 8th, Sunday the 8th. Whoa. So you have tweets from yesterday. That's current tweets pretty much. Yeah. Well, we were on shore yesterday, even though it feels like we've been gone. Oh, my God. That was yesterday? Yeah. Wait, did we board the ship yesterday? Yeah, we boarded the ship yesterday. <gasps> Only six more days. Yeah. Yeah. We're gaining. Okay. Okay. So 5.01 p.m. That's about the time we departed. Okay. And it goes back to 3.03 p.m. So I've got about two hours of tweets on my and that ha- And those two hours worth of tweets have to sustain you all week. So you shouldn't read them all at once because that's it for tweets. I know. And some of them are so terrible. Yeah. Like here's one. Baylor lost. Darn. One of my <clears throat> tweets wasted is from Ben Swain saying Baylor lost darn, which well, if I had access to Twitter, I'd been like, oh, sweet. But now that I don't, and this is the last thing I'll read for the rest of my life, I'm going to I hate that tweet. Last night was was very strange here. What is happening? Like, what is going on? Well, the primaries happened. Biden crushed. Biden, Biden won Michigan, Missouri, and Mississippi. Biden swept. I felt no surprise at all. As they announced Biden had won one after another, there was such a feeling of predetermination. It felt surreal and really, really depressing. Did Bernie speak last night or did he didn't Biden speak. speak? Biden spoke, thanked Bernie. Bernie did not speak. All the pundits yesterday were saying it's over done. Let's start concentrating on beating uh, the president. But uh, Bernie's staying in because he wants to do the debate. When is the next debate? Sunday. And it's going to be Bernie and Biden and Tulsi? Tulsi's time to shine. (laughs) I think it's just Bernie and Biden. And uh, I don't I actually I I don't fault for Bernie for wanting to stay in until that debate. Why? You think you think that that something could happen in the debate to change things? I don't know if it could change things, but I could. Un- I think at the very least he wants to give his um, manifesto to the nation at that debate. I think he wants to use that time okay. to Whoa. talk to his people. Okay. Whoa. Okay. Don't you think? I guess so. I mean, if I was Bernie, I wouldn't say a word at the debate. I'd just say, keep talking, Joe Biden. Let's see what people think about you after you talk for 45 minutes nonstop. Oh, maybe he's going to do that, Let's too. Let's see what they think of these, wor- these words you're inventing. <laughs> you know? Maybe he's going to do that, too. I mean, he definitely I, – I don't think it's – strategically, I don't think it's the worst move. I don't think it's pure delusion to say I'm staying in until that debate. I can't believe – Bernie lost. He got his butt kicked. I can't believe it. He fully lost. Like you don't understand. Yeah, last Bernie night was so. Last night was so weird. The pundits were were gleeful because they had a, an upset to talk about, and also they've been all wanting this. But I feel like it was just the weirdest thing where just nothing. He had the revolution was dead. Ernie, what happened, dude? It was really sad. I I really f- do feel for him because I think he he yeah because it looked like it was going to happen for him this time. You know, you don't win. New Hampshire, yeah. and then Damn. this happens. Yeah. yeah, it was all a mirage. All that Bernie, all that Bernie noise in 2016. So much of it was just anti-Hillary. I mean, now that we're in international waters, John yeah. feels comfortable to really tell me <laughs> how he feels about all this stuff. He's been. We'll be looking out this beautiful ocean, watching these islands in the distance, waves, and like flying fish and stuff. 
And John's just like <laughs> looking out in the ocean. He's like, man, that was 2016 was just a protest vote against Hillary. Bernie was never going to win. Those people didn't give a shit about his revolution or his ideas. They just didn't want to vote for Hillary. And now that Hillary's not in the race, no one gives a fuck about Bernie. This is the type of wisdom I'm getting from this old haggard sea captain out here <laughs> on these waves. It's incredible. It's depressing. I mean, it is depressing because, like, I thought, like, yeah, maybe there's going to be a revolution. Maybe everybody loves it. You know, let's overthrow the, the capitalist system. No, they just didn't like Hillary. No one, get, no one wants no one wants a revolution. Revolution just makes you, it's too much work. I think the problem is most people don't want a revolution, but the people who do want a revolution are not good about talking about the revolution. Yeah, first of all, step one, don't call it a revolution. Yes, that is the main right. thing. They were so ineffective and... Yeah. I, th I keep hesitating to say it should have been Warren. I hated last time when I voted for Hillary and everybody said it should have been Bernie. So I'm trying not to do that. But it should have been Warren. Right. We would have gotten a revolution. You get a double pronged revolution because you become you get the progressive in the White House and you get a woman. That's a real revolution. I don't like it. It feels really weird that this is that this is how it's ending up. I'm not discounting the votes of the people who want Biden. And I even understand the reasoning behind it. But it is really weird that he did such a bad job this whole time and he's just now sweeping. Like people had to have changed their vote for this to happen, right? Oh, yeah. I think everyone just started breaking for Biden and people, right? I mean, yeah, they just, got yeah, obviously people wanted, they wanted over. Well, everyone but John. I'm so sorry, John, that this is happening to you. No, I, I, I was looking forward to a little bit of it. A little, a little more excitement, but uh, everyone, everyone seems to want this done. It's uh, it's clearly done. And uh, the last I saw and predicted when we still were close enough to land that I could look at it, that Biden was trading at 80, 89 cents, which seems cheap. I can't believe that people think think that uh, there's an 11 percent chance that he won't be the nominee. Would you buy? Would you recommend yes. buying Biden even at 89? Yes. Because you think he's going to be at 99? Yes. That's to be the nominee. Yeah, I mean, the only reason you wouldn't do it is that your money would be tied in to that market until it resolved, which is, you know, not until the convention. But you now that's about it. That's a after fees. That's a ten percent return right there. <laughs> now, there's now that, something extraordinary could happen. Something always something extraordinary could happen. Biden could have an episode, or something horrible comes out about him. But it. But that's what it's going to take at this point. I mean, they could all get Corona. I mean, that's a reason to short Biden. Fucking coronavirus. Yeah. Both of our presidential nominees are too vulnerable to go outside right now. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> America is achieving its final stage of perfection. <laughs> They're going to campaign in bubbles. Boy in the bubble president campaign. <laughs> With those weird little gloves that are connected to the wall of the <laughs> container, and that's how they shake people's hands, those big, thick, black gloves that they used to, like, pet premature babies or whatever. Perfect. Yeah. That's pretty much how we've been operating on the ship here. Yeah. Lots of elbow taps and uh, toe taps and gallons of Purell. It's our second day at sea. And um, just want to let everyone know that John and I are being very, very sanitary 
We have our own bottle of Purell. John has not yet achieved his dream of emptying out this Tic Tac container that he bought at Walgreens and filling it with Purell as his little portable hand sanitizer. But that will happen yeah, once, we go, happen. once we yeah. go ashore. Yeah, once we go ashore, that's going to happen. We're taking emergency on a regular basis. We just took some emergency. We're also taking selenium. Shh. My friend told me that her dad is a um, scientist and studies coronavirus and that selenium 200 micrograms a day is key. So we stocked up on selenium at Walgreens in Fort Lauderdale. It was the only coronavirus adjacent thing that wasn't completely sold out. Um, so we're doing that. And um, we played code names today with some friends. Uh, I wasn't there. Oh, for yeah. That. You weren't there. What were you doing? Yeah, I was I was feeling a little seasick. Has been some rough waters out here, we must say, in the Caribbean. Yeah. So I went back to the cabin and immediately felt better because we're right in the middle of the ship. John has this theory that our cabin is in the middle of the ship and he doesn't realize that we're actually kind of near, I should say, the back of the ship. That's not true. We're aft we AF. Right in the middle of the ship, which is right where you want to be because it's the balanced area. You don't want to be aft. You don't want to be You're fore. such a centrist. You sound like such a centrist right now. Exactly. Talking about balance and the importance of balance. You don't want to be at the front of the ship, breaking new ground, no. leading. You want to be safe in the middle where nothing fundamentally is going to change. This is just like your Joe Biden obsession. How much you love Joe Biden. You want to be in the middle of the ship because nothing fundamentally will change. Meanwhile, this ship is about to hit an iceberg, bro. And it's decision time. And you're like, hey, man, as long as the waves don't rock and roll me in the middle of the ship, <laughs> a midship. I don't want to get seasick. And you get seasick when you're doing a revolution. Yeah, but if, the, if you don't have the revolution, you drown. So a little short-term discomfort. This is the perfect analogy for our uh, competing worldviews. A little discomfort, upset stomach, a little bit of vomit coming out. Isn't that better than drowning? Yes. We have to sleep in the front of the ship tonight. Okay. Let's do a trust exercise. We'll take our blankies. Okay, and we're going to sleep. We're going to take our sleep John, at the bow uh, of the ship and, and, like Titanic. Like in Titanic. And yeah. you're going to bring all your pillows because John has so many freaking pillows. It's driving me crazy. We're on these little narrow ass cots and John has, you have six huge pillows. Five. We are on the south side of Haiti right now, headed to the Dominican Republic. We'll be in Santo Domingo tomorrow. Just saw a little news on Fox News about this coronavirus cruise ship that's headed towards uh, Oakland, I think. Yep. And we saw some great footage of Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump. And they were all looking really young and healthy, like they could definitely survive the coronavirus. And it's not going to put a hiccup into their plans at all. Um, now, John, John and I are both struggling a little. I'm struggling because I'm not sleeping well. And John is struggling because, as he put it to me moments ago, what do you, he gets fired up on data. And news and, and current events. And right now, his, his access to that is compromised because of bad Wi-Fi and limited exposure to current events and stuff. So John is in a little bit of a, what would you call it, depressive slump or just? Yeah, very low energy depressed um yeah i, I mean i it just information current events data is my misery stabilizer and without that i need some other fix and nothing on this ship has provided that as of yet that doesn't mean there isn't something here but we haven't found it so our plan right now 
is to go drink a bunch of iced coffee and then go play Centipede. Because the uh, Jonathan Colton crews, they've brought on a bunch of old school 80s arcade games like the games that John and I grew up with. They even have Joust, which used to be my joint at the Barrel of Fun. Yeah, and they have Golden Axe. And they have Golden Axe. What was the name of that guy? You were like, ooh, that's so-and-so. Gilius Thunderhead. Yeah, exactly. You got excited when you saw that. Yeah. So we're going to go get jacked up on iced coffee and then maybe play a little Centipede. And maybe that will help our moods because we're both a little bit not so great right now. This has been Election Profit Makers Psychological Update from C. Tour Diary, Day 3 Monday, Haiti slash Dominican Republic. We'll talk to you in a bit. Do you need me to tell you? Do you want me to? I mean, I, can I give you a fix right now? Do you need something? Do you need to know what? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Any data you can give me. Because Someone playing an accordion. Our, our data is coming through really slowly. Okay. So how So I got to look up Mike okay. Pence. I would buy that. You would buy that. I would buy that. And if and, and if Mike Pence is still trading at only 71 cents to mm-hmm. be the VP nominee, I would buy that. Okay. I mean, I guess people are saying they think that 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 Pence is going to get knocked off the ticket and replaced by somebody. That, that seems, seems unlikely. Like a, to me. That seems unlikely to me. It also there's also a Sanders to drop out by um, March 20th market. Oh, I would normally say yes, but Sanders doesn't drop out ever. So he what? didn't last time. Um, I don't know what's that trading at. It's yes 44, no 56. Yeah, I would take I would take no on that. At fifty six, that feels good. By March twentieth. Yeah, I think he's going to drop 30th. out earlier oh, than March last 30th? time. March twentieth. Twentieth. March twentieth. Oh, I would buy that. That he's going to drop out in the next nine days. No, that he's not going to. I mean, I think a normal candidate would drop out. It's over. He's lost. But Bernie has shown that he hangs on, and he'll be under a lot of pressure to stay in by his core supporters. So I, I, I'm thinking, no, he, he won't drop out. Well, the debate is this Sunday, and that's the 15th. So he's going to at least stay in. Well, the, he's going to stay in till then. He's going to stay in till next Tuesday. Wait a minute. Next Tuesday is, is Florida, right? Yeah, next Florida. Next Tuesday is Florida? Yeah, that's the 17th. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I, might take, I might take yes that he drops out. He'll drop out before Florida. No, 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 after. no after he gets killed. Oh. After he get, after he he'll have his debate. He'll get killed in Florida, mm-hmm. which is, is he will. Yeah, and then he's got to drop out. I mean, the only thing he would maybe hang on to is New York, but this isn't like last time. I mean, and even his supporters aren't. The mood last night was not like we have to keep fighting. I was texting people; they weren't watching. They were sad. They were uh, depressed. Everyone seems to acknowledge it's over. There's not pressure on him to stay in. It, was, it wasn't like, we've taken our lumps, but we're getting back up no. off the mat. Let's go. We're going to finish strong. It was like, okay, we got knocked the fuck out. I'm taking yes. I'm taking really? yes that he's dropping out. Really? Really? Yeah. Yes, he's dropping out at 44. It's what's that trading? 44 cents? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to, maybe I'll regret it, but wow. I'm going yeah. to drop out by okay. now. Okay. John Kimball out here on the. <laughs> Cruise ship in the Caribbean signing Bernie's death certificate on his phone. It's like, I can't believe you're buying this, but I guess it makes sense. It's, this would have been unimaginable like a month ago to me. Yeah. Well, I assumed Bernie was going to be the nominee and like, maybe if we got lucky, he could beat the incumbent. But mm. Joe Biden is just an amazing <laughs> campaigner and he has a clear, a clear vision for why he's running and he has detailed plans that everyone understands and he's, he's 
command of rhetoric and his family members' names has never been stronger. It just makes sense. <laughs> He's just the better candidate. His face looks normal. He looks really young. And... He's, yeah, he's probably going to finish the campaign from a hospital bed or, you know, like a quarantine bubble or something. Man, oh, man. It's, it sucks. It sucks. Hi, everybody. It's Tuesday morning, and our cruise ship is at, um, docked in Santa Domingo, the capital of the Dominican Republic. And uh, John and I um, both had a good night's sleep last night. So we both feel refreshed and we both have high energy today for the first time since the cruise. In fact, we just had a little fight, but we're done with that now. John felt abandoned this morning because I went to go get breakfast without him because I assumed he would still be sleeping. And then I come back from breakfast and I come into my stateroom. John's lying on my bed like, oh, hi, nice to see you. Where you been? Forget about your friend. Yeah. Um, but anyway, turns out that while I was eating breakfast, John was getting caught up on the news. So what's going on? What's the latest? Because I don't know. I just know that. Well, we- it, was, it wasn't this morning that I was getting caught up. It was, oh, it was, because, it was last night? Yeah, now the cable's not working right now. But last night before I went to bed, I turned on MSNBC. And I learned that Mark Meadows has COVID-19. Mark Meadows from North Carolina. We, who is the chief of staff. Uh, for didn't he just become the chief of staff like two yeah. days ago? Yeah. So I guess he's in quarantine now and people are concerned that the president may have the it. president uh, definitely has coronavirus. He's yeah. he looked straight into an eclipse. Like, of course, he has the coronavirus. Yeah. Well, don't you think? Well, he's claiming that he doesn't. And everyone has come out like the Surgeon General and said that he's in great health. All right. Any other news? Uh, the stock market didn't do well yesterday. Gained? Definitely gained. I got a few frantic texts from people saying things are starting to fall apart on the mainland. Um, so, I mean, we feel very comfortable here. I feel that the staff, you don't feel comfortable? No, I feel comfortable. Yeah, I think the staff is very diligent. Every time we walk in and out of any particular room, we have to put Purell on our hands. And the, the protocols being used on this ship are probably not being used in the U.S. And, and we haven't seen anybody get sick. We, we saw some people get seasick because we've had yeah. very, very rough seas the first few days. We know people who have vomited. Yes. So we haven't. No, we no, have not. We're, we're cool. We don't we don't do that. We can handle just about anything except one of us going to breakfast without letting the other one know. Then then there's issues and then the rage comes. But it's all love. It's all love now. We've made we've made our peace. It's all, it's all good. Yeah. We're heading into, into town. San Domingo, never been here. Two and a half million metro population. Pretty big city. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. We got to find an internet cafe and upload some of this audio for y'all so you can hear our adventures on this cruise ship. We still have, we have what today's two. It's Tuesday morning, so we still have tonight, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, and Thursday night, and Friday night. Oh fuck, Friday night too. Yeah, I thought we got back on Friday. No, this cruise isn't even halfway over. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. I I heard about the breakfast betrayal. I got up and I went to breakfast. John and I were no longer in the same cabin, so I was like, "Well, he's probably still asleep. I'll just go enjoy a nice, quiet breakfast on my own." I go to breakfast. I come back to my cabin. John is lying on my bed like, oh, interesting. Where have you been? It's like, first of all, this is no longer your cabin. Why are you? How did you get in here? (laughs) I still have a key. turns out he still has a key to my space. So it's like it's really his space, too. 
then he's all mad that I didn't call him before I went to breakfast. Like I was, I knew I was going to see you eventually. Like I'm just, just went to have breakfast. And John yeah. was hurt. You and were then hurt? we had all day to, and then we spent all day talking about that. Right. Mm. And then last night, what happened at dinner? Last night at dinner, we had a wonderful time. Oh, wait, no, right. Yeah. Dinner, I lost David was yeah. like, okay, let's sit here by this window. And then I went and sat at that window. And then David never came back. I, and forgot, what, I forgot what window it was. So I walked around looking for you and I couldn't <laughs> find you. And I texted you and I was like, I'm, I'm with these guys, but you didn't get the text. Anyway. So you had a wonderful time room. without John last night? I had an okay time without John. I like being with John. We don't get to see each other that much, and it's kind of fun. We saw Liz Fair in concert last night in Santa Domingo, Dominican Republic. That was amazing. She was looking right at me the whole time. Uh, John and I was looking right at me. John and I went down right to the front because we were like, let's let's see if she looks at us because we both we both love Liz Fair from way back. I mean, those songs are fucking classic. Those songs are so classic. It was just like that's a hit. That's a perfect pop song. It was amazing. Anyway, we're having a nice time and things yeah. are great. We're two friends on the high seas riding these waves. Yeah. So if all goes well, mm -hmm. we're back on Saturday and we disembark on Saturday, which means I'll be back in time to watch the debate on Sunday, unless we are quarantined or we're not allowed off the ship. But as far as we know, there's no coronavirus on the ship and we should be able to get off and resume our regularly scheduled programming. I just can't believe it about Bernie. I mean, I believe it, but... No, I b believe it. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like there's some malaise and depression happening over there. And I would say that's a fair parallel to what's happening on land. I yeah, mean, I almost yeah. feel like you guys should stay on the ship. Part of me would love to stay on the ship. Yeah, it sounds like you guys aren't doing well. We're not doing well. I don't want you guys to stay. I want you guys to come back. But you're coming back to a world yeah. that is more tired than the world that you left. Well, then we should get our rest. Yeah. We'll probably have to save everything when we get back, John. <laughs> okay. Keep your head up. John and I will be back. Just let everyone in America know that in, unless we're sick, mm -hmm. John and I will be back to start fixing. We're going to start fixing everything. Okay. This, when we're back, this week. When you said that, you spit a little bit. Mm. Unto you? It was, it was close. Well, I mean, at this point, we both have, like, our, our faces are fucking, t I can smell your pores. <laughs> like, like where our faces are so close. And now I'm going to take a picture of us right now. Right, to show how close we are. Okay, we're taking a picture of how close we are to one another right now. Okay. Has John used his Perel hack? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John, how's your, 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 yeah. your Purell hack? The tic tac How's that coming hack? along? It's not necessary because there's so much Purell. He never mm. had to empty out his glorious tic tac box because we weren't allowed to go offshore anywhere. I know. But don't you want to try it? Don't you want to know if it works? You, This does sound like Joe Biden right yeah, here. Yeah, I'll try it. Exclusive for Patreon subscribers will be John's step-by-step -step guide to creating a um, portable Purell. <laughs> oh, my God. It's amazing. I feel like we have to, we have to close right. the loop on that one, though. I do need to know if it works. That is an assignment. All right. We'll do it. Let's do it tonight. We don't really have much going on tonight. So we can do it tonight. It's formal night, but John forgot to bring a dress shirt. So we're probably just going to eat in bed. Eat room service cheeseburgers. At least you won't lose each other that way. Thanks for keeping us up to date. We miss you and we'll talk to you when we get back. Bye. Bye. Election Profit Makers is a Radio Point production. The executive producers, Alex Bach, Rich Corson, and Daniel Powell. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash electionprofitmakers. And send us your election prediction questions to contact at electionprofitmakers.com. See you next week. 
if there is a next week. Guys, it's Tuesday afternoon, and we are at the Biblioteca Nacional in Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic, the National Library. John, you're looking at your predicted account. Yeah. Why don't you tell us the good news? Well, I've just logged into Predictit, and I'm looking at my dashboard, and my portfolio value right now is $1,195.26. So I am up almost $200, a good 20% return so far. So we like that. Yeah, I feel good. Um, and now um, John is going to look at Twitter for the first time since we left. He no longer has to look at his old tweets. He can get the latest, hottest tweets. So, John, whenever you're ready. Okay. Do you follow the New York Post? Yeah. Wow. Oh, maybe I should look at my mentions here. Okay. Oh, here's someone from four min- minutes ago who sent me a tweet. That's real fresh. Yeah. Uh, he, he says, John, is Sanders looking to spoil anywhere on the map today? I, I don't know. Where I can't see. We yeah, don't know. Yeah. Here's some people having an argument. Wait, what? On Twitter? Yeah. On Twitter. No, about me. Starley writes, please let it be Bernie. And then this one guy writes, Starley, why do you do these to yourself? And he says, do what? And then there's an unavailable tweet. And it looks like it was deleted. And someone responds, he votes with his heart, just doesn't bet with it. So that must be that that must be somebody defending me. That's so, a reference to you. Yeah. So the tweet that is now unavailable obviously must have been disparaging towards me. It was probably sacrilegious. Yeah. Okay. So that's what's going on. There's Satchel in my mentions okay, always. Okay, fine. I'm talking about the news, not your mentions. I didn't, I didn't walk three hours to the National Library and the there's Dominican a lot, Republic to hear about Satchel. There's a lot of mentions about Ben Carson. Why? I don't know. What he happened? must have done something. Oh, he's a doctor. He's going to solve the coronavirus. Did he fix the coronavirus? Apparently, he went on TV on Sunday and said some really normal stuff. Okay. The last thing you want to see during a pandemic is Ben Carson's name on Twitter. Because you know that does not mean things are good. Look at the uh, look at the news. Okay, stop, I'm trying. Stop looking at I'm trying. I go to the New York Post. That's where I get all my news. Great, great source. It's now or never for the U.S. if it hopes to keep coronavirus from burning out of control. Doesn't sound good, Jesus. So it sounds like you guys are doing well over there. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for looking mining the shop while John and I are in the Caribbean. Are we going to be able to get back? Are we going to get off this ship? Um, Maybe we stay here.